Hello and welcome to another edition of the Third Shift Football Podcast. This time we talk about week four in the USFL and the upcoming NFL schedule release, which we will stretch out over three episodes in varying weeks at different times. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Third Shift Football Podcast. I am Josh Atkins with Neil Tarver. I hope you're having a wonderful day. Neil, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Had a good weekend. The Blues remembered how to play hockey. It was nice. I just want you to know that the Blues are going to get destroyed if they play the Avalanche in the second round. Yes, I'm an Avs fan. Big if there, but yeah. Um, not a bandwagon fan, been a fan since 2000, and I was you, like, seven You just years jumped old, on the six. bandwagon, then <laughs> I was like six. <laughs> anyway, there is one thing to know if you're here for football, but you want a little hockey information. There are two wagons right now in the NHL, one of them is the Colorado Avalanche, right? Neil, that's correct. I want to know what the other one is, though. It is the Florida Panthers who are down 2 1 as of this podcast? That 8.47 p.m. Eastern time to the Washington Capitals. 2-1, to one, the series, best of seven. So we'll see what What's happens. the last time the President's Trophy winner won this cup? Um, I just saw the thing the other day. Um, I think it was the Blackhawks in 2013. Because it, like, it feels like in the last couple of years, the, the President's Trophy winner has just gone down in a blaze of glory, saying like the wrong word, but every year. I mean, the Avs were that last year. For those of you who don't know what the President's Trophy is, it's a team in the NHL with the best record. Mm. But that doesn't matter because so. we have USFL football to talk about, the most important sport in the world. Yes. So we had a very entertaining week four of the USFL season. Um, I took a lot of notes on some games, and some games I didn't need to take notes at all because it was just that horrific. That's pretty much what it comes down to. And as Neil alluded to in the show intro, we're going to talk about how the NFL sucks about releasing a schedule. Tune in. But we'll be doing next... that. We'll, we'll start. We'll start. We'll start talking about it now. Then we'll do another segment. Then we'll talk about it again. Then go silent for like a week. Then we'll talk about it again, and then do our full episode talking about the schedule in like three weeks. Yeah, that's pretty much what's going to happen. So it's so dumb. Anyway, <laughs> so let's start with the USFL, and then we'll get into the NFL schedule because there are some games we can actually talk about in the USFL. So. With that, Neil, the first game was Philadelphia against Michigan. Michigan. Case Cookus. God. The man, the myth, the Cookus. I want to say this. There are, as a league as a whole, there are some great plays that happen. Uh And then there are some plays that I go, holy shit. What am I watching? And that was this game. Most of those plays are by Shea Patterson. And and your boy from Philly. God, well, I feel bad for Philly because that they legitimately had one of the better starting quarterbacks in the league with Brian Scott, but he got hurt and he's left the league now, you know, the deal with his injury. So now they're stuck with Case Cookus, who's had his who looks good at times and then just I mean, just makes some shit ass throws. I mean, yep. it's 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 a backup. It's always it was always gonna be like this, but you know, now we can say Case Cookus every week and also we can talk about the fact that they shanked like a what a 29 yarder or something like that. Um, 
No, that was Michigan. That was the end of the game. So oh, let's sorry, that's what I'm saying. That Michigan shake the 29 yarder that would have won this game. Yeah, oh boy, so was... the special teams in the USFL have been consistently a little rough for some teams. Except for Tampa Bay's kicker. Was it Tampa's or New Jersey's? New Jersey's was... kickers New... are stood. Yeah, yes. He He's a beautiful bread stallion. Well, he's like an ex-soccer player. I don't know if he's ever really played professional football before, but that boy might end up on an NFL roster the way he's kicking, but we'll get to that. Give him a training camp. Somebody give him a training camp. So I want to talk a little bit about Michigan. Philadelphia, I want to congratulate you on going 2-2, two and two, winning 26-25. to 25. Congratulations. Neil, I'm going to read my notes here. Shea Patterson, so he had an easy first down run, right? I believe he was scrambling to his right. So he's right-handed, right? Throws right-handed. Okay. You know, he could have had a nice, easy yes. first down run, kept the drive going as quarterbacks do when they're scrambling. Heroic play. What does he do? He arm punts the damn thing. Straight up arm punts it. Interception. Now, Shea, he learned from his mistake hey. and ran for the first down. But guess what? They couldn't score the touchdown. I feel like a big part of Shea Patterson so far in the USFL. Oh, they did score the touchdown. Excuse me. That was a different game where they didn't score the touchdown. They did score the touchdown, missed the extra point. Well, it's because their kick. Last week, they were going for two because they knew their kicker sucks. I'm not sure why they reversed course this week, but. It's um, Jeff Fisher. That's your answer. My thing with Shea Patterson is, is he just needs to throw down and take what he's given. He is just trying to win every game on every single play out there. And he's just, he's overdoing it. He's not trusting his eyes. He's not, he's just not seeing the field well. And he, cause he's just trying to make something happen and it's just killing him and it's killing the Panthers. They've got a good running back. They have some decent receivers and they're just going nowhere, man. I mean, yeah, they're running back huge breakaway speed. I took a hole in this, hit it hard. I mean, oh, it this sucks. They have real talent. And there was a play at the end of the game. It was the last drive before Michigan shanked a chip shot where Shea had an easy out route throw. It almost overthrew him. Clean pocket and everything. I'm just like, dude, how do you not hit that? I don't understand how quarterbacks can't hit that throw at this level. It, like college. Like experience in the NFL, right? either they they miss that all the they time. They overthink like, it. Why I can make that throw and pick up football? Great, I don't have three hundred pound dudes running at me. But there's like, the difference. You found the difference, Josh. I understand that, but you have a clean pocket. As somebody that, that has imminent played, fear of death is still there. As somebody that has like played sports, granted, like track is not the same. But like you have to be clear minded at all times. Like, you got to have, like, the on switch going, but you got to have a clear head. And for me, it's not that hard. I, I don't know why, but I just never had a huge problem clearing my head right before I competed. But, like, man, this unbelievable. And then the kicker, like, God bless his heart. Like, Michigan goes one and three. I mean, like I said, there were some absolutely great plays. Like, your boy from Philly threw some beautiful dives. Even Shea Patterson had some good plays, but – Oh, God, it was – that was um a doozy of a game. Yes. Yes, it was. And then um, New Jersey, on the other hand, has a stallion, at kicker, that should be the league MVP in my opinion. They also have a stallion at quarterback in uh, Johnson. Like, 
this is the game. This is the game you want to see for him, where he's nine yes. of ten from ninety-eight yards and making things happen on the ground. Well, actually, not as much this week, but just the ability to throw the ball is big for him. And I know it's only nine of ten for ninety-eight yards, but that's big for him. The yeah. more he can pass and the more he can throw, the more it opens up this this New Jersey offense. And this week was a good week to do it against a trash ass Pittsburgh squad. Oh, they're they're abs- like Jesus Christ. <laughs> Like, we've taken oh out. God. We've taken out love. Now we'll roll with Kyle Laletta. Maybe he'll. No, no, he won't. He threw thirty-two times for one hundred sixty-nine yards. You just your team is trash. Your play calling's trash. Get the hell out of here. So there was a play in here, Neil. Um, uh-huh. I want to talk about this because okay. this has to do with the NFL. I think college could do this too. Um, so Pittsburgh scored. Um, well, they got close, and then they reversed, and then they like they made the call on the field that he didn't make the line of gain. And then they went to the booth, and you could hear the whole conversation with the command center, which is really just the replay center, right? They just call it command center for the USFL. And you could hear everything, the process of what they do, what they're seeing and all that, and I love that, right? And it's no offense to people like Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, Joe Nance, Tony Romo. I don't care what they have to say. I want to hear what the guys are saying that's going to make the call. I think everybody would love that. And I found that very insightful, what they're looking at. What, what the time on the clock, everything. And it was just very clear. Um, yeah, it was just clear and concise. Like we just boom, 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 boom. And we were on our way. It was quick. It didn't take forever. Like we see some replays in sports, especially the NFL in college where it feels like an eternity. Um, I think the NFL and NCAA should take a hard look into that. The speed of the process, it shouldn't be hard right to make these kind of reviews so no it's a little transparency would go that i've liked it too they've been doing it all throughout the year where they've gone up to the booth and basically had Pereira saying what he's seeing what the guys on the field are saying and making the decision off of that and that's great a little transparency would help the nfl a lot and a lot of matters but specifically as of well, right, it would eliminate the thing that like all people well, it would also end the thing of people going, oh, the games are fixed. Guess what, people? They're not. This would end it. It just would. No, they're not fixed because God knows that, the, the, like, Jesus, some Kansas City fans said last year. It's like, yeah, you, you know, the freaking shield had to make sure those big market Cincinnati Bengals made it in. Yeah, exactly. Mm. If it was fixed, the Cowboys would win every year. Right. Right. I'm imagining that, and I just died inside. So you're gonna have yeah, to give welcome. me a second. Uh, takeaways from this game: New Jersey. It, it, we said it last week. I'll say it again this week. They are the class of the North Division, uh, which is not saying much at this point. But there, there's an intriguing team there. Dearness Johnson, Luis Perez, giving them that one too. And the the Maulers are terrible. There, there's no other analysis. The Maulers are just terrible. Their their defense is okay, but their offense is so bad and so poorly called. I'm not sure they're going to win a game this season. Maybe they'll pull one out over Michigan at some point, but I don't know either. There it is. Great analysis there. Bad bad coaching, bad play on the field. It's this. I feel bad for the players. Yeah. I feel like they're trying. I mean, these good. I think everybody that's on every team is trying because they know they perform well because they have, they're on NBC, they're on Fox, on Fox Sports One, Peacock, USA. Like, they're getting exposure. Like, there are NFL scouts watching these games. So, I feel bad for Pittsburgh 
you know, being defeated. 0 and 4. So, um, Tampa Bay and Birmingham, a good crowd for Birmingham again. That's that's really good to see. Um, that's been their the, that's been their main advantage this whole season. It's I think it's part of the reason they're undefeated. It's because they have the crowd on their side. Every game they play is a home game, whether they're the home team or the road team. So right, they, and I and they I, feed I, off of it. And the ratings have been good for the USFL. They've not been great. They've been good for the first season. So I think the league can survive. It's growing. It is growing, but I mean it's hard. It's Spring people want to be outside more, unlike in the fall when people are like, Oh, I'm done with the heat. So, um, but yeah, I mean, this game, not a lot to take away from it. Um, it was 16 to 10, Birmingham remained undefeated. It was a big defensive game, um, big 49 yard field goal for Birmingham, which was a bomb in those and for this league. Um, Tampa Bay's running back made a really bonehead decision running backwards, it cost them points. Um, not a whole lot from this game. It was just Birmingham just outslugged them in a defensive battle, which really surprising because I feel like every time I watch Tampa, their quarterback looks like he's the best quarterback in this league, and they don't do shit. Yeah, tomorrow's been strangely underwhelming, and I don't know why. Um, I don't you know. I don't know either, and it's bothering me. Do we know? Do we know why uh, they pulled Jamar Smith for this game? That's an excellent question. I do not know. Yeah, because he missed it was, that part. Because um, Atlas was it was Alex McGo for the Stallions this week, and he was all right. Like he wasn't great, but considering how well Jamar Smith had played, I mean, yeah, he's up and downs, but three and zero for a reason, and he's a big reason. I'm just trying to find out. I, I thought about it at the time, and you know, like the utmost professional I am, I didn't look it up. I was trying to figure out why he didn't play in this game. Maybe, maybe, maybe he's a little banged up. They want to save him. Um, I know their passing game's not as effective with him. Mm, no, they're he's. I don't know. He springs them some pop and dynamic that they need. I get that. I do get that. So good win for Birmingham. Um, kind of surprising Tampa's two and two, but they've had the harder schedule: New Orleans, Birmingham, um, things like that, which leads us to our breakers, Neil. Our boys. This game makes no sense to me. None. It was god awful. <laughs> this game, this game is just the score will say it was a very close game. The walk-off touchdown to Jonathan Adams Jr. will say it's a close game. But uh let's look at the numbers, shall we? Total plays. Houston 46. New Orleans 73. Total yards. 155 for the Houston. New Orleans, 523. Guys, stop turning the ball over. Looking at you, Kyle. Yeah, Kyle was horrible. Three picks in the game, but he did come in clutch. Led him on a drive to tie the game. And then I don't know what – And I, mainly I'm skipping ahead to the end because the game was very boring, defensive struggle. But then Houston gets the ball back with less than a minute to go, right? Plenty of time. I believe they had all their timeouts, or at least two. And their quarterback just lays an egg, like huge egg, and they punt the ball back. Yeah, Thorson's been they, super inconsistent this year. He's been had some, like, dynamic plays, but just ugh, most of the time. So then New Orleans gets the ball in field position, right? Mm-hmm. And then our boy makes a beautiful back shoulder slot pass, pass in the slot, which, okay, back shoulder's fine. Let's just try to get an interception again. 
and um, sets up for the game-winning uh, touchdown the next play. Threw a beautiful dime for that one. That was a much better throw. Um, Jonathan Adams just, Jr. has a future in the league, man. He is. He, I mean, he, he needs to figure out why he just disappears certain games. Like, he disappeared against uh, better coverage last week. But some games, he just wins with physicality. It's impressive. Yeah, it is. He's really good. Like, if I am looking to add to my team, that's who I want. This straight up, that's who I want. So uh, New Orleans moves to three and one, and I feel like Houston's been very underperforming. Well, they just it's inconsistent quarterback play. That's it. Uh, Clayton Thorson's just not good. He has his moments. Don't get me wrong. One of the best plays of the week of uh, the season has been that week two throw where he escaped the pocket and just hit a guy with a dime to score a touchdown. But I mean, you you you're. I, they kept it close, but you're not going to win a game when you're being beaten in yards per play by almost four yards. Right. Even exactly. turnover. You won the turnover batter for nothing and you still lost. That's just, they need more consistent quarterback play. Their defense is there. I think most of their offense is there. They just need more consistent QB play. I agree. So that is week four, Neil. And now it's time to move on to week five. We're almost we are halfway, halfway through. We are almost halfway through the USFL season. Isn't that freaking wild? Wild. So, because there's only 10 games, so Jeff Fisher can't go 8-8 eight and eight or 7-9. and nine. He That's will try, mon- damn it. <laughs> That's the mantra of this podcast during the USFL season. Um, so, first game is Friday night, May 13th. It is the Tampa Bay Bandits against the Michigan Panthers. It's 8 o'clock on USA. That is Eastern time. All these signs will be Eastern. Tampa is two-and-a-half-point favorites. Give me Tampa, and it's not going to be close. Yeah, give me Tampa. Their defense is better. Their offense is better. They're just better. And Shea Patterson, I'm legitimately rooting for Shea Patterson. He's having a rough season, and I would really like him to, you know, do something. But this isn't going to be it, Chief. Tampa. Uh, the Big Ten fan in me does not want to root for Michigan's uh, Shea Patterson. Okay, it's not like he was some amazing player. He was Shea Patterson. He was okay. He was better than this. That's fair. I do hope he turns it around for his sake. So uh, moving on to Saturday, one game only on Saturday, which is a little different. There's usually been two games. It is our New Orleans Breakers against the New Jersey Generals at 3 o'clock game of the week, on man. Fox. Oh, yeah, hands down, this is game of the week. Um, New Orleans is favored by three, and um, – I feel like their defense will get it done, but I think New Jersey's passing game is going to really test the secondary. So I like I like New Orleans, and I like them winning by three, so they cover. I also like New Orleans. I think that I, I just don't think New Jersey's passing attack is dynamic enough week to week. Uh, Luis Perez is a fine quarterback, but he's not going to make stuff happen. And as we said with Johnson he's more of a running guy, even with the nine of 10 he posted last week. I think new Orleans defense has enough speed to at least contain what New Jersey wants to do on offense. Then on the other side, the, the, the New Jersey defense has not impressed me throughout the year. So give me the breakers. Gotcha. So Sunday first game is the Birmingham stallions who are quote unquote, the road team against the Philadelphia stars. It's 12 o'clock on NBC um neil i'm gonna go with the stallions i think they're gonna win this game i feel like philly should have lost against michigan if shea patterson just played better and their kicker made the chip shot so give me birmingham 
and they will cover the spread, which is six and a half. They will win big. Yeah, the case Cookers led offense probably doesn't have enough to keep up with the Birmingham defense, really. So, yeah, give me Birmingham in this game. And in the last game, um, the Houston Gamblers against Pittsburgh. I'm just going to put Houston down. I'm surprised Houston's only fared by six. Like, really surprised. Like, I know we just went full chalk here, Neil, but, like, come on. Give me Houston to win, but Pittsburgh to cover. I think Pittsburgh will keep this one close. Okay, I think I think the only game I could see an upset is the New Jersey Generals, just because their offense is actually good. It's different. It, it it's different. What they that that other dimension they bring with the Ernest Johnson is nice, and it makes them different to the other ones in the league. But uh, what's not different is the Pittsburgh defense or offense. I mean, or the Houston offense. So this game's probably going to be a slog, admittedly. But yeah, Houston. Right. So that is the USFL. We'll bring that to you more than likely Monday night, uh, same time that we usually do, because I'm going to a playoff American Hockey League game on Sunday. Um, do the thing yeah, with I, the puck and the checking. Yeah, I. no offense. I'm going to root for the hometown hockey team, and uh, I will be at that game. It's at 5 o'clock. So uh, if you care, root for the Rochester Americans over to Utica Comments. Neil has been to an Amherst game, and he will root for them. Rooting for the Amherst, boy. You do admittedly you. overrate my ability to care about AHL hockey, but I'm rooting for them. That's fair. I follow okay. them on Twitter. That is true. You do follow them on Twitter. <clears throat> Excuse me. So let's move on to the NFL, Neil. We got a few games we can talk about. So the NFL is bastards, first of all, for making us wait until May 12th to release the full schedule. But we will take what we can get on this program. We okay, have okay. I'm sorry. I love, can I vent something real quick? Go ahead, and then we'll talk about the few games that we can talk about. I don't know why they're doing this. It's asinine. That's what it I is. don't like. I get it. People care about the 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 late the prime time games. They care about some of the match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just release the schedule. What is this drip feeding crap? I don't care that it's week one of Monday Night Football is going to be the uh, <clears throat> sorry. Is go, or it's going to be Titans at Bills and Vikings at Eagles. Oh, okay. Those are fun matchups, but did you want to, you want to hear something? I already knew those matchups were happening. We know who every team is playing and roughly where, like we know some of like the international games are kind of big deals. Cause those are like, it's a Packers home game. It's London. So that takes one off the board, but most of these games, we know what they're happening. We know how the schedule's made. We know who every team is playing. So the whole being like, ooh, Chargers Chiefs week two. Yeah, I knew that game was happening. Just release the whole schedule. This piecemeal crap, just release the whole schedule. No one cares enough about the NFL schedule to get like, ooh, I got a week of Chargers. Think about Chargers Chiefs, and I can really dig down and think about that. Yeah, people already were thinking about Chargers Chiefs. They play in the same fucking division. And the other problem I have, too, is that they release – Try and find the right word. They release like the lines for the games. I'm not, nobody's going to bet on the lines this early. Are you flipping kidding me? It's May 9th. Oh yeah. No, let me put, let me put money on uh chiefs minus three for that week. Three game. Oops. Mahomes tore his ACL. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. It's, no, no one's betting this early. No, nobody is not even me. And I make bets and not even me is going to do that. So 
let's just get to it. Um, the first game we kind of teased on here was uh, Chargers Chiefs. It's the first true Thursday night game because week one, the Rams will host whoever we'll find out on Thursday. Um, my guess is not the Bills now, but we'll see. Yeah, they might um, no, it wouldn't be the Bills. No, it wouldn't be think... the Bills because they give them 10 days off. It could. It will deceive. So we know the Rams will host week one on that Thursday because they won the Super Bowl. Uh, ESPN announced today um, a couple things. First of all, uh, week two, the Titans and Bills will play in Buffalo at 7.15 on ESPN. Then they have another game, Vikings-Eagles in Philadelphia 8.30 on ABC. Um, the reason why the NF why ESPN can do that as part of the new collective bargaining agreement, um, according to or it's a new contract, excuse me. Um, so they can do this up to three games. They have to be on different times, so they don't uh, compete against each other. And ESPN will have the uh, right to flex a Monday Night Football matchup from Week 12 through Week 18, and they'll have a game on ESPN Plus, which is going to be the international game which we'll get to so i'm really excited that monday night football is actually going to have meaningful games again like and that's probably why they brought joe and troy and they spent the money they did yeah it was it makes it a lot more sense than when it a did joke. It was i'm sorry go ahead kind of a joke the last couple of seasons because they just they didn't get the prime time that's nbc slot and then fox got all this yeah it's it is nice to see monday night football try and get some of that uh shine back just move it full-time to ABC. That's what you need to do. That's the next step. I mean, they're making progress. They're finally in the Super Bowl rotation. Um, they're making baby steps. But that's all we can appreciate with the ESPN when it comes to the NFL. It's coming. It's happening. So, let's move on, Neil. Because we're not going to pick these games. I refuse. The well, offseason's no, not pick? over. Yeah, I didn't the offseason's not even really them. done. There's a ton of talent still available. Like Julio Jones, T.Y. Hill, and... Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham Jr. I know that's receivers, but that's still talent. Um, so let's move on. So let's talk the international games. Week four, we get Vikings and Saints, which I, that's actually a potentially good matchup early in the season. Uh, 9.30 Eastern time on NFL Network. That's in London. Um, I can't remember the locations in London. They don't have it here on Pro Football Talk. Um, I know so, one's in Wimbledon. Did they one's in Wembley? One's at Wimbledy, one's at Wembley, uh, one's at Tottenham. I can't remember the third one. Anyway, so that's week four. Week five is going to be terrible. It's going to be Giants-Packers. That's you October 9th. The new, the new look Bryant Dable Giants. They made no. not shit decisions in the offseason this year. We'll see. I don't, I don't like it right now. Uh, week eight's worse unless you enjoy watching Jacksonville get killed. Uh, they played their quote-unquote home game against the Denver Broncos. So good on the NFL for getting Russell Wilson across the pond, because I think See, that is important. Unlike last year's slate, I'll give the NFL this. They at least put some marquee teams in London this year, because last year Agreed. it was like, what? It was Dolphins, Falcons, and like Jaguars, Eagles, or something like that. It was no, it was – who did the Jags play? It was their first win in forever. Was it the Falcons? Did the Jags play? I the think Falcons? it was the Falcons. And then the Dolphins <laughs> got their shit rocked by somebody, but I can't remember who. I can't either. It was that bad. So I agree with you. Yeah. And then that, what? And that leads me to the, the final game in Europe, which is in Munich, where Bayern Munich plays. So Germany, 
is the Seahawks who are going to be terrible against Tom Brady. And this game surprises me. Why? Because I really thought this was going to be Chiefs Bucks. Like the thought around Kansas City was going to be Chiefs Bucks. They so when they portioned out like Europe to all the NFL teams, the Chiefs and the Buccaneers were the teams that got Germany. And when they announced me a game in Germany this year, it's like okay, so they're going to do Chiefs Bucks in Germany, right? And then they released right. the schedule. I've been expecting the whole year for it to be this game to be in Munich, the Chiefs Bucks game. And then they announced it at Seahawks Buccaneers, and I. I don't get it. I, Chiefs Bucks would make a lot of sense. I, 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 I can tell you why. Premier teams in no, Munich. I, I can tell you why. Why? You would not get the entire United States to watch that game. Be too early. I know, but you. But you, one, you don't want to do that to that. If you're game. gonna get a draw, if you're gonna get a draw for an early game, you might as well make it decent at like. 30 is not stupid early. But you got to think of the West Coast. That's too early in California. When the hell has anybody in any sports scheduling ever thought of the West Coast? They do. That's why all the no, games they out don't. East. Well, why? Okay, why does every Stanley Cup, NBA Finals, NCAA Final Four, uh, Super Bowl, not Super Bowl because it's on Sundays, why does the other three start at 8.30 or 9? Because they're trying to get the West Coast people to watch. That's why. <laughs> I know, but you know this. We lived in the mountain time zone. Yeah, I know, and it some of the start times sucked. But yeah, my point is, is maybe you sacrifice that to get a bigger foothold in Europe because who the hell does Europe want to watch the Seahawks? Oh yeah, Germany is clamoring to see Drew Locke throw three interceptions. (laughs) It may not be Drew Locke by then. You want to grow the game. Get your best talent, talent. Get your best talent out there. Have them put on a show, and that's how you grow the fans. That's why I'm surprised this is a Chiefs Bucks. Yeah, you're giving up a marquee matchup, but you're also putting a game in freaking Munich anyway that people would have been watching. So just make it good at least. Like I would have loved that, but again, they they're not going to risk that. They're just not. Dude, people are waking up at six a.m. for F1 races nowadays. They would have woken up for for Chiefs Bucks. Uh, you're probably right, but that's where we're at with that game. So I'm excited for Germany though, and then the other one. Oh my gosh, I just lost it. I am so sorry. Hold it on. It is Niners Cardinals in Week 11 in Mexico City. Thank you. That'll be a good game. A little division. If the game. Cardinals haven't fallen into a rut by then, yeah. Well, it would be that time of year for it. It is the the key to the Cardinals. If you want them on prime time, is actually to schedule them early in the year when the whole Cliff Kingsbury yeah. thing is working, and then around week eight is when you start dropping them off of everything so they can lose in peace and quiet. Right. So um, that is what we know so far. We may know more during the week before Thursday because stuff might get leaked, but we'll be back on Thursday to go over all the schedules. Right, Neil. Right. And then back again and back again and back again. So the plan is, is we'll be back Thursday with an episode for you. We'll dive into the big games. I don't want to go over every game in the schedule. We'll do that in a, later in the summer, like when we uh, preview the divisions. Uh, we'll do that for you. Um, and, yeah, we'll just keep looking ahead to week five of the USFL, Neil. Yeah. I, honestly, I've been enjoying the USFL. It is definitely scratching the niche. Yeah, I mean, it's just good to watch football. Again, this going with a clean slate. It's preseason football. 
it has moments where it's better than that. And it has some moments of, Oh dear God, what am I watching? So uh, we thank you for listening. Uh, if there was some technical delays, we uh, technical difficulties. We apologize. We've had some internet issues. So if we were cutting in now, we apologize for that. Um, again, you can find us on most podcast platforms. That's Apple, Google, and Spotify. You can find us on Twitter as well. Neil, another good episode. Um, I just want everybody to know that the avalanche are a wagon. And, uh, if you have a hockey team, I ask that you join me and not shaving till your team loses. Cause that is a hockey tradition that you don't shave till you win the cup. Oh, good. I've, you know, I wasn't, I was going to shave. And then you told me that, then I remember the blues just ate shit for two games in a row. So yeah, your blues need to get together. Cause uh, I want avalanche blues to talk shit to you. For like two weeks. What's the they're talking like? Oh man, my team's so much better than hers. And I'll be like, yes, yes, they are. And then just sit I there mean, in silence while you stare at me. <laughs> anyway, have a great day. We'll be back on Thursday. Bye, everybody. Have a good week.